salary, credit scores, all things financial are more than likely to be on the table along with the wine and cheese during a first date if you're a millennial. Over a third of millennials recently surveyed said that they are more than comfortable with talking about money when they're dating somebody new. That's right. On a first date, they think uh, money is a great discussion point. And speaking of uh, dates, uh, online uh, dating apps, of course, very prevalent in this day and age here in uh, 2019. But it's also led to a relatively new and somewhat uh, troubling phenomenon called cloaking. And here to talk on both these issues is relationship expert Dr. Jessica O'Reilly. She joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Dr. Jess, always good to see you and thanks for being here. Happy to be here. All right, let's talk about, I think a lot of us have heard about ghosting, but uh, cloaking, cloaking that's taking over the online dating world. Uh, what is that all about? So cloaking involves disappearing altogether, hiding yourself from a person as though you're hiding behind a cloak. So for instance, you might make plans to go on a date and instead of messaging to let them know that you're no longer interested or you can no longer make it or life circumstances have changed, you fully disappear and block them everywhere. So So you've made this promise to, I don't know, meet somebody at a coffee shop. You just don't show up. They're wondering what's going on. So they try to message you back and they have blocked you on every form of communication that you can think of. Exactly. And they'll actually go out of their way beyond the app to go look on Facebook and block you as well, or Instagram and block you as well. And we know that Instagram tends to, with younger folks, be a bit of a a segue app. So you might be on a dating app and then the next step is to connect on Instagram. So you're going to be blocked there as well. So you can't even see that this person exists. Now, This behavior exists not only in the dating world, but also just in human interaction. We see people who are feeling upset about the way a family member is behaving or talking online politically, and they're blocking them all together and disappearing. So we're seeing cloaking in intimate relationships as well as just family relationships and friendships. And I guess the next logical question is, why? Why do people do this? Why is this going on? Because I'm just thinking I'm putting myself in the spot or in the place of somebody that arrives at the coffee shop. They're hopeful, probably excited to meet somebody new, wondering what this uh, could mean. Uh, You know, is this going to be a real connection? And then they just don't show. And then you can't get a hold of them and even get an explanation or a reason why. Right. So first and foremost, you're probably going to personalize that interaction and wonder what you did wrong, what's wrong with you. But it's not you. It is them. And they clearly don't know how to speak up and say something that might make you uncomfortable. I think a lot of the times the reason we behave the way we do is that we're avoiding uncomfortable conversations. Rather than having to be honest with someone, we would rather pretend we're not hurting their feelings by hiding, and in doing so, you actually hurt their feelings even more intensely. Sure. So could it be a case of maybe the person that made this date and then uh, cloaked you that... uh I don't know, they got a better offer, perhaps, or... I mean, it, that's possible. It may be that they got back with an ex. It may be that they realized that you're friends with their ex. It, you know, there are so many different reasons. But in the end, it comes down to, and this is the same as ghosting, I don't feel like having a, an uncomfortable conversation, so I'm going to have no conversation at all. You know, I, I look back to when I was about 18. I remember going on a date with a guy, and this was pre-online dating. And, uh, you know, when maybe we went on a couple dates, and then I just disappeared. I never called him because back then I think it was just like landlines. Maybe I had a cell phone. Right. And I just didn't take his calls because I was young and I was immature, and I didn't know how to say it's not going to work out. I thought it would be better to say nothing, when in fact it probably, you know, hurt his feelings really badly. Interestingly, we're friends on Facebook now. 
Oh, really? Yeah, okay, so. but we haven't talked about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is 25 years. Is it the years. elephant in the room then? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't really see him often, but I remember when he requested me on Facebook thinking to myself, oh, that's not cool that I did that. I just didn't have the language and the skills and the tools and the confidence to say this isn't going to work out. So I just never called him back. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that person because we've got them right now. If you'd like to come in. No. <laughs> well, truthfully, if that person was here, I would apologize. Yeah. I would say, you know what? It wasn't you. You didn't do anything wrong. And it was it was me. It wasn't a good fit. And I was not in the right headspace. I had just been through a breakup mm-hmm. and it was on me. And I was, uh, you know, selfish and immature. And I did the old version of ghosting. Okay. So if you do get cloaked, remember it is not you. It's all about them and that they just can't face whatever reality is going on. Absolutely. All right. Oh, by the way, you wanted to mention too, because whether it's cloaking or or ghosting, particularly ghosting, uh, there's some apps to help people with that now? Well, there's this new app that came out and it's, you know, Canadian based called Paired, P-A-I-R-D. And the the little app icon is a pair because you're putting people (laughs) together and it's fruit. and, And this app is looking to change the way people date so that it's more positive, so that people are being more honest, so they have no filters on their app. And they actually have built in anti-ghosting features. So you can set up how long you want a chat to chat to be inactive before it disappears. And the app will actually nudge you to follow up with a person. So it's this little reminder, even from, you know, AI technology saying, hey, this is a person you were talking to. Do you want to follow up as opposed to just running away? And I think that tiny little check and balance can encourage people to interact more em- with more empathy and just in more of a human way. Okay, love it. And again, it's called Paired? Paired, P-A-I-R-D. Yeah. All right, also wanted to ask you, there's a new study, new survey out that says that over a third, 35% of millennials say that they are comfortable talking about money when dating someone new. As a matter of fact, they're more than happy on a first date to uh, talk about uh, somebody's creditworthiness. Is that, on a first date, is that an appropriate discussion? Interestingly, because I'm probably not very sentimental or romantic, I think it can be a really valid discussion. I don't think you need to share your credit score, your net worth, your specific salary, but I do think that financial values matter in relationships. And if you're just dating for fun and it's casual, you may not need to talk about that. But if you're looking for a long-term relationship, I think having some of these more serious conversations from the onset, make sure that you don't waste time. It's sort of like if if I know I want to have a child in the next two years, I think that's something worth sharing on a first date. However, a lot of dating experts will disagree. They say, no, get through to the third date, fourth date, then have those serious conversations. But honestly, if I'm looking for a specific type of partner, I'm going to be wasting first, second, third, fourth dates and a lot of time invested in someone who maybe isn't a value match for me. And financial values intersect with other values, your familial values, your mm-hmm. upbringing, how you how you share money within your family. Do you plan on supporting your elderly parents? Do you want to help your kids go to school? Financial values, we know that finances are a big reason why couples argue. So I think that you don't want to share the specifics, but I do think talking about money is fair. Okay, I agree with all that you've said when it comes to a money and relationships, but right out of the gate, like on a first date? I mean, uh, it's like, where are you from? Uh, What are your hobbies? And oh, by the way, what's your credit score? So I don't think you need to share your credit score, but I do think that little things about money, for instance, who's going to pay for this date? Right. I might say, you know what? I'm I've I just got a big bonus. I'm going to pay for the date. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's fine. And I think that we need to I think talking about money can also help us to shed some of the expectations around gender. 
mm-hmm. and money. And so I think it can be a good thing. Yeah. But do you think that it's maybe a little too much too soon? I mean, do you not got to give it a couple of dates, at least to percolate a little bit, get to know somebody? Because the, the money stuff doesn't even matter if you really aren't compatible and you're not a match. Don't you need to kind of find that out first and let that breathe a little bit? So I half agree with you that I don't think you want to get into the real specifics on the first date. But I think the other piece is that money is about compatibility. I think that money matters to compatibility, just like, you know, attraction matters and cultural values and religious values and political ideologies. I've just never seen that in any rom-com of what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here to destroy romance. Yeah. I told you that. <laughs> Dr. Jessica O'Reilly, Dr. Jess, thanks as always. It's good to see you. My pleasure.